0: Welcome to the Roundtable on Dog Post, Dean Leggy of Dog Post, Josh Kendall from the State Newspaper in Columbia, South Carolina. Josh, welcome to the football season. We are here. Thankfully, finally, although, you know, we're
1: still talking about almost football. It'll be, uh, I'll, I'll be happy next week when we have actual football, actual things to talk about, even though we probably won't learn. Much from Coastal Carolina
0: or whoever in the heck Georgia's playing. and I have no idea. Georgia is playing Austin P. Thank you for keeping. That's right, Austin P. <laughs> Thank okay. you for yeah. keep keeping up with the dogs and keeping score at Anytime. home. Anytime, you're welcome. Yes, you're welcome. I'm going to dive right in today. It's Monday. We record these typically Monday afternoon. Uh, Kirby Smart didn't name a starter at quarterback, um, which is uh, its own sort of administrative. Uh, I, I think the word kind comes of more of the of my, silliness is what I was going to say. But uh, Jake, Fromm has been, That's That's Jake, Jake Fromm has been going with the number one unit the entire time. Jake Fromm will start the game unless something odd happens. Josh Kirk Herbstreet told uh, reporters over the weekend that Jake Fromm has the it factor. And here's the quote that he said about Jake Fromm and uh, and, and Justin Fields. He said, and this is Kirk Herbstreet from ESPN, he said, you can – Maybe find a taller guy or a faster guy or a guy with a stronger arm, but as far as an "it" factor, Jake Fromm has that. And if you're going to put in Justin Fields, you'd better be very, very careful how you put him in and when you put him in, because I would not want to mess with Jake Fromm, who had, who was the kind of leader uh, of that team and did who was kind of the leader of that team and did a great and did great things for them. So general. Uh, Comments on that? I I think, in general, I would,
1: I would steer away from that feeling. I would say, you know, I don't know that I believe in it, factor, et cetera, et cetera. Although I think in this case, I tend to agree with with Herb Street. I think, and it's and it's sort of case specific. I think that Jake Fromm um, played remarkably well, obviously as a true freshman last year. Um, he, he has a history of this, going back to the, that Little League World Series stuff. I mean, I think that he is very, very comfortable in this type of situation. And, and he does seem like he has the it factor. And, and as the case-specific stuff goes, he feels like the perfect Nick Saban quarterback. And I just, just you know, yeah. Smart is trying so hard to beat Nick Saban that it just is painful to watch at times. But he's the perfect Nick Saban quarterback in that he is going to get the job done without any... Flash or flare or opening his mouth or anything else, and I think that that's what I think that that really feels to Kirby Smart and the way they want to run their program, the way they want to run their offense, et cetera, et cetera. Jim, Will Muschamp said when I asked him who him the most of the RPOs last year, he said it was Georgia and Clemson, and he specifically mentioned Fromm being very accurate. I, mean, I think he's just got a pretty good track record of when he needs to make a play, he makes that play. He may only complete nine passes in a game, huh. but if he, needs, if he needs those nine completions, he'll get those nine completions. So I just I think he fits perf- too perfectly into what Georgia wants to do to unseat him unless it's clear-cut. And how can, can it be clear-cut for a kid who is, uh, what is it, 13-1, and 12-1 as a starter?
0: I can't remember. Uh, yeah, he lost uh, two games as a starter. Stuff. He yeah. didn't
1: start the first game, but... Oh yeah, yeah, he lost to Albert. So yeah. I mean yeah, he was 12 I, I think Jake Thomas quarterback and we'll be george quarterback. We'll start be George's starting quarterback every
0: game this year.
1: But I bet the field's the fields killer
0: play. Uh a couple different things from me. I love Kirk Herbstreit. He's he's personable. He's always been a not weird person uh, when you deal with him. Um but I'll I I will I will say this, it's a little bit intellectually dishonest to say that he has the it factor and you don't want to mess with him i think I think what he 's trying to say is, "Hey, why would you mess with anything right now i don 't think it has anything to do with an it factor um, i'm not sure i i'm not sure I overwhelmingly believe it factor either. I think that's a phrase that we um, say specifically about quarterbacks um, when when we probably could play that say that about a bunch of different guys on the team, but we reserve that for a quarterback That's another story for another day um, I think you play the best quarterback that you've got at that particular moment. I think that if you have a starter who has performed really well and they continue to perform well, you go with that starter. I think if Justin Fields, uh, performs better than Jake Fromm, then you very seriously look at, uh, at starting Justin Fields. Um, I think that Jake Fromm was, was, I think it was outstanding at the end of the season. I think there were parts of the season where he wasn't asked to do very much. And, um, uh, you know, I think that it's a it's – a, it's, look, Fromm is the starter. There's no reason necessarily to displace him as the starter. He's efficient. He's effective. He's not as gifted as Justin Fields is. Uh, but you don't take butter out of a cookie recipe. You leave it in there. It's working. And, um, you know, the only reason that you would replace Jake Fromm is if you think you can score more points and win more games. And that would mean winning fourteen or fifteen games this season, rather than thirteen, which you did last year. Uh, so there is, and I think
1: that's why Fields. I think that's why Fields plays this year because I don't think I you agree. can you can decide whether or not Fields could be better than Fromm unless you put him in a game. Well, I, you know, practice right. is practice, and I know, blah blah blah. But I've got to see. i got to see them in the game. So I think Fields plays in you know not not sporadic, you know, not in just small slivers, but I think he gets a couple of chunks at times when they feel like they can give them to him. So, but, you know, obviously, we'll talk more about this next week. Um, I think how much, if at all, Fields plays against South Carolina is the true test of how ready they think he is to potentially, you know, to A, play college football, or B, compete, actually compete with Brom for the um, starting job. I mean, if we don't see Justin Fields for a snap against Carolina, as long as that game is competitive, then I think that tells you, What you need to know about what they really think of Justin Fields, but we can cross that bridge. Well, we
0: will we will cross that when we get there. But I do I do think he will play in every single game this season unless he's hurt. I just there's he's he's very good, and um, it would be interesting to me if he did not play. Now we we saw that in the past, and this is this is more than a decade ago now. But when David Green got in there against South Carolina in 2004. He threw an interception for a touchdown. Carolina got up sixteen to nothing. Mark Richt and them never went to DJ Shockley that that game, and DJ had played, I think, every single game that Georgia had played it, from two thousand two to two thousand four, and that that run up, Shock had played when he wasn't hurt. Um, so we'll just see. I, I think this is a similar situation. I think you've got a guy with a. Uh, I don't know if I want to say different skill set, but he can run a lot better than Jake Fromm, and I think he can throw uh, in terms of power better than Jake Fromm. But playing quarterback, I think I'm going in circles here, chasing my tail. I mean, playing quarterback is not the same thing as playing other positions. You literally have to play it. Um, It's not necessarily about um, physical ability all of the time. A lot of it is... um, you know pre-game, pre pre-snap stuff, but you know Kirby said today too that that Justin Fields has done a really good job in the academic part of playing quarterback. So he, you know, Kirby's not. I don't think he's trying to have it both ways. I think he's to me he's telling it like it is. Jay Fromm essentially is going to play with the ones whenever the ones are out there. When the twos are out there, it's probably going to be Justin Fields. If not, if not, sometimes with the ones, it's a curious thing to watch. You know, we haven't seen what Alabama's going to do yet. It hasn't been announced. Florida State has announced what they're doing. Clemson has announced what they're doing. And I think someone else announced, maybe... Uh, Kentucky. Kentucky, that's who it was. So we've seen it now where people have so said, well, okay, you know, we get it. We're just going to go ahead and name them. Right. The, the most interesting too are, it's not Georgia. It really is Clemson and Alabama. What do you think will happen there in those two? Because... These three programs seem to be eyeing each other from across the border. I mean, Georgia's in the middle, uh, literally and figuratively, I guess. But uh, what do you think happens at Alabama? Do you think it's to us? Because it sure feels like that.
1: Yeah, quarterback wise. I mean, I don't have any any insight insight into that. But yeah, absolutely. I think everybody says, you know, it just feels like it's two. I think it's to us all the way. And I think you're already seeing people like Greg McElroy, who does have some insight into the situation, say. The best thing for Jalen Hurts is just to ask Nick, you know, if you don't need me if you don't really need me, just play me four games or fewer and then I then he can transfer as a grad transfer and play two years. And I think Greg, you know, when you see Greg McElroy already floating that trial balloon and that's a balloon, he floated a month or so ago. I think that gives you that's all the writing on the wall that you need. The Tua kid appears to be their quarterback of the future. Um, I think it's just a matter of how how it plays out. And I think that there is the possibility at Alabama and at Georgia that it causes consternation in the locker room. So I think the way oh, yeah. the coaches handle it will be important. So – and at, at Clemson, I mean, I, I, my belief is that Trevor Lawrence will be the starting quarterback, you know, maybe week three. I, I think that he is a, one of those types, one of those gifted types. I think Kelly Bryan is a good, solid quarterback. Did good, solid things for them last year. But I think, that, uh, I think that it's Trevor Lawrence's show, and I think he'll be the starter sooner rather than later.
0: You know the state newspaper, which you know a little bit about, reported Monday at two thirty that uh, Kelly Bryant, who Trevor Lawrence is competing with and who is the starter right now, uh, has, has been named. Yeah, has, has the been, names, been named. The yeah, the starter uh, considered transferring in the off season um, and said that it did. It, it did cross his mind. I'm trying to get to an actual quote here. It crossed my mind, but I feel like if, uh, I feel like I would have left. I would have been doing the same thing. I had I. Had to go out, prove myself, compete again, but that's not my character. Just leave, especially with the guys I came in with, being tight group. We've done so much. He has done so much, but what what is what is really in all three of these scenarios? And I, I will say, Georgia, I think, is the third of the three. In all three of these scenarios, what we're seeing with these quarterbacks is the fear of not winning the national championship at at Georgia. Jake Fromm didn't win the national championship. Now he he basically did all that he could do to win the national championship. He could, have, I guess, right. scored a touchdown going into overtime. But other than that, Jake Fromm basically did what he could do at Clemson. At Clemson. I mean, Alabama really beat them up pretty good last year, and and Kelly Bryant took all the blame, even though right. being, all of Clemson got beat, not just Kelly Bryant. And then at Alabama, I mean, the fear of losing the national championship was very in focus until Tua came, oh, into, yeah. the, until Tua came into the game and not just came into the game, but actually scored. So right. I don't know that these are all being done out of fear, but they are all being done with an eye towards January. And who of these you know, teams is going to wind up I mean, Georgia, I think, has the most difficult path of getting to the playoff of the three teams that we're talking about. But ever, it wouldn't surprise me if they were all three there. And all three, do you really think all three will have some sort of quarterback thing in December and January?
1: I don't think that Alabama will. I don't think that Clemson will. I think that Georgia could. I think Georgia's, Georgia's the only one that I expect. So you expect that, that the I,
0: other two to finish their situation, and you're sort of incomplete with Georgia because you don't know right, what you've think, got with Justin Fields.
1: Right. I expect the other two to be cut and dry um, because, I, because of the way I feel about Trevor Lawrence and the way Alabama seems to feel about Kua and Jalen Hurts. And, um, yeah, and I just, I, I just don't know what Justin Fields has got. And I He's don't really think, good. Despite, <laughs> despite how much I like Jake Fromm, like how highly I think of Jake Fromm, and and it's very very highly. I don't believe he is a is irreplaceable, physically irreplaceable guy. So that's that for me is why I think that one is the least clear at this point, and with potential to be the least clear in in December.
0: I'll say this: I would, I, if if I were everybody, I'd pump the brakes a little bit on the Trevor Lawrence thing. I mean, I think you know, it it's. He's the only guy in all of this who, who could become the starter who has never played in college football. I mean, I don't think I don't think Fromm will lose his position this season. It doesn't feel like it right now. But to say a true freshman can come in right away and do it, I mean, it took Jake Fromm about eight games to really matter. Uh, maybe the Mississippi State game. But other than that, he wasn't asked to do anything. The situation's different at Clemson. You're putting – if you start Trevor – You're starting Trevor because you think he can do something. You think he's a playmaker at that position. Uh, Jake Fromm, as a true freshman, wasn't asked to be the playmaker until late in the year uh, when he had sort of been through the rigors of the league schedule. If you're sticking Trevor in there, I think, in my opinion, you better be getting ready for a loss that you didn't expect, and you better be getting ready for some turnovers. And if you're, if you can live with that, then fine. But if, uh, you know.
1: It, it I think w- that they feel like they're going to have a loss that they don't expect and turnovers with. Well, Kelly they, Brown,
0: are, they are. Well, look, Clemson has losses that they don't expect. That happens. That And happened. turnovers
1: with Deshaun Watson. I mean, it, happened. it well, happens. It ho- ho- they on. Have the ability. Go ahead.
0: Well, I was just going to say that they under Dabo, they've had losses that you don't expect through the history of Dabo, right. so that's really not anything that's that big of a deal. And I agree with you about as it relates to Deshaun. You know, one of the major reasons why I felt like you got to stick Bryce Ramsey in there in 2015 was he was clearly physically better than Gr- uh, Grayson Lambert or you know all the, or uh, Fatone Balta, but Mark and them simply would not deal with the mistakes which turned out right. to be and now I think that was a mistake. I don't know if that was a career-ending mistake at Georgia, but it was just, you know, quarterbacks are going to turn the ball over and that's just all there is to it. Particularly guys who throw it a lot. And with Trevor, you're going to get turnovers. I've watched him play uh, plenty and know that he can he's a fighter, he can go play, et cetera. he, he really is a good player. But he makes mistakes, and he's going to throw off his back foot. He's going to do all the things that Jacob Eason did, that Matthew Stafford did, that Aaron Murray did, who play early. And you, you just have. I think Clemson's got some luxury, got the luxury of,
1: as we've seen. Well, they, they have a, their toe. They can lose to a pit or can. whatever. They yes. don't have. To, they don't have to be perfect. So if we're talking about you're playing for December, which is what we've established earlier in this conversation, then you know, get you get him ready for December or November. By playing him in October. I think, he, I, th- I think if I think,
0: if you, I mean, I, I think this goes without saying, but if you think that Trevor's your guy, he better be starting by, by October because he is going to need right. to be able to make mistakes against Wake Forest, Louisville, etc. cetera. And if if you don't get him out there to do that, um, you're hurting yourself. Right. You're not throwing it'll, you it'll you throw him in there in, in the college football playoffs. Clemson, for the most part, I mean, I don't think there's much question. I mean, they have really done, I think, a good job of uh, of, of getting their quarterbacks where they needed to go. Uh, whether you talk about Cole Stout, Deshaun situation, or even with Taj Boyd, I mean, Taj Boyd, um, you know, he was a good player for Clemson, but you know, right and right now, I would just be a little—I I don't know that it's as clear cut at Clemson as people want it to be. Trevor Lawrence may help you on the top end, but he could certainly cost you games for sure. I don't know where Kelly Bryant cost Clemson a game. They just got their ass whipped by Alabama. That's not the same thing, Josh. I think that
1: yeah, I think that's fair. But I think the uh, I think that the potential, or at least the belief, is that the potential with Trevor Lawrence is they're a significantly better team. It is, and they needed to be. And they needed to be significantly better last week last year against Alabama. So if the, if they're doing the calculus of saying, I just don't think we can get significantly better with Kelly, but we might get significantly better with Trevor. What we need to do is get significantly better. So we're going to go to Trevor as soon as we feel like we can make that transition smoothly.
0: What I what I'm try- I'm not articulating this well enough. We'll, I'll say this, and then we can move on unless you have something else to say about it. Uh, Kelly Bryant, Trevor Lawrence. Is quarterback last year, they're still getting their ass whipped. What happened was they got their ass whipped completely <laughs> last year. They couldn't run. They couldn't stop the run for the most part. Uh, Alabama did what they wanted to do basically the entire game, which is they punched Clemson in the face, and Clemson didn't have a response. They scored six points. They allowed they, they allowed nearly 30. So that's not, you know, if, if, if Alabama has a capable kicker, that game is a 30 to 6 win or you know maybe not even that close for uh, for that game so the the a little bit i think we're getting into um, not fantasy land but we're getting a little far off that the problem that clemson has is not exclusively solved by trevor lawrence being the quarterback period it's a it's you got to have a oh. You you got a whole the whole thing has to get better. And if the offensive line isn't going to protect, if Mitch Hyatt and those guys aren't protecting better against Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, whoever they play, NC State, then they're still going to be having a quarterback there running for his life. Same thing at Georgia. If you know, I don't think the offensive line was an issue last year at Georgia. But whatever issue you want to say Georgia had last year. If you know one, no one person, no one person solves it. Even quarterback, and I think we saw that very clearly when Jacob Eason came in. They had they had issues in a lot of different places. Jacob got the brunt of the blame, which is fine, but that offensive line was bad, and that killed the offense. Same thing everywhere. Your quarterback doesn't just magically solve things. It helps a lot. But they got to know what they're doing, and they got to have pieces around them, and that's the big thing. The biggest thing for our, for Clemson has to have been, and nobody's talked about this, is their offensive line better than last year or not? And I, I don't know the answer. I don't know. it. I haven't studied it well enough to know.
1: I don't either. But I think I think Trevor Lawrence helps. I, I think he does. I, I help. think Trevor Lawrence helps. And you got it. You know, you, all those other things have to be better too. But I think a better quarterback helps, and I think he'll be the better quarterback.
0: He's. Just to be clear, he is not the lone answer. A lot of things have to. Uh, a lot of things have to get better. With all that said, the Clemson Tigers are—they have the highest odds of anybody in college football to win their conference at about sixty, not quite sixty-five percent. Josh, and then the Mountain West has Boise State at sixty-four percent. Washington UW is at fifty-eight percent to win the Pac-12. That's quite a turnaround up there. Uh, with Chris Peterson. Oklahoma is a 50-50 shot to win their league. Uh, let's see. Alabama, Let's see. Oh, not quite to Alabama yet. The uh, American has Central Florida at 42%. Big Ten is Ohio State at 35%. Now, these are Las Vegas numbers. It's not just FPI made-up right. thing that ESPN uses. Uh, Georgia is at 27% to win the league. Whereas Alabama is at fifty eight percent, so Alabama is the third most likely to win the league that they play in uh, in all of college football. Is there anyone in there that you would bet against to win their league of the people that I mentioned? Maybe just stick with the Power Fives. No, no. Who is the I mean, dark? Like who is the dark? Enough. Who is the dark horse in the ACC? If Clemson does not win it, which is not impossible to see, but I mean. Pr- pretty improbable. I guess it's Miami. Miami. It's Miami, right? Uh, I think that
1: they're 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 clearly the one that's, you know, I don't know if Virginia Tech's gonna necessarily take a jump. Um yeah, I, I, and I, there's nobody, man, I get Boston College is getting better, but they're getting better from way back in the pack, and state's not, you know, North Carolina's not. So yeah, I think yeah. I, you know a little bit I don't expect to do anything. So I mean I, you know, I think it's Clemson to Miami and I and I agree with the with the Clemson being the heaviest favorite because I'm just not convinced just, Miami is ready for a repeat of that type of year and there's nobody else.
0: Yeah, there isn't. How about UW out west? I mean, can USC catch them? Does Chip Kelly matter at UCLA in I mean, year if, one?
1: I don't think I don't think UCLA. I think UCLA had taken a significant step back. I don't think they're ready year one at Chip Kelly. It uh, just depends on how good the freshman is at the quarterback. They just named the true freshman as JT Daniels, um, a starting quarterback. When we've seen true freshmen, we just talked about. Uh, Jake Fromm and Tua. Um, we've seen two freshmen play really well. If, if the kid can can do that, do they have a shot? Absolutely. I don't know where those two teams, are, or even if, yeah, they they play everybody out there, right? They don't have a like, no, like, nice schedule like that. They, they do. They do not play everybody. They do not play everybody. So I don't even know if Washington and Stanford play in the regular season, but I think that I mean Washington, and USC. But I think again, that's the only that's the only other choice, and I would give the edge to Washington right now because I think you know, Chris Figerson. It's proven that he just kind of has a, a very non sexy program that just kind of rolls and rolls along and rolls along and gets better. And as everybody else out there is is, but still trying to get back to their peak, I think Washington's the pick.
0: They do not play one another. They would have to play one another in a championship game. How about Oklahoma? 50 okay. 50 odds. And who else is going to win that league, though? I
1: mean, I think, those, I I think don't that, know. you know, Kyler Murray. You know, it's, not, it's, I mean, it's not like we can say, oh, Calamari is a proven product. You know they're going to be okay because they can take Calamari. I think that there are reasons that you can look at Oklahoma and say, they may not be nearly as good as they were last year, but Texas doesn't appear ready. Right. I mean, West Virginia, everybody's hot and bothered about West Virginia, but they don't play any defense at all. Not that Oklahoma plays a ton of defense, and that's obviously been been an issue. But, again, it comes down to lack of good options. So, yeah, I think 50-50 is, is as good as, obviously, as any for Oklahoma, but I certainly don't think that they are. They're not a team that I would expect to be. Even if they win that league, I don't think that's a team that's back in the college football playoffs.
0: You don't think the Big 12 gets in there?
1: That would be my guess. I mean, my guess is that the Big 12 is the team that gets left out.
0: Okay, a uh, final one here, which is the Big 10. It's the lowest one, makes the most sense to me because there's, there really are a lot of good teams in the Big 10. Uh, Ohio State's at not quite four, uh, 34, 35%, excuse me. I mean, it, it, follow me here, okay? Now, uh-huh. I think Michigan's only beaten Ohio State something like two or three times this century. But, Shea Patterson's really good, man. He <laughs> do, is. Do, but again, can one player, even at quarterback, change everything? I just don't I just—I no, got to see him
1: fit into what. I mean, I've got to see what how he fits into that sort of Jim Harbaugh. I mean, that 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 offense that we've seen at, at Michigan and even going back to to Stanford was a pretty disciplined, controlled, drop back quarterback type of offense. And Shea Patterson is a guy. who plays the game at least in the past. has played the game a little differently than that. So. Does Patterson adjust to Harbaugh? Does Harbaugh adjust to Patterson? Do they meet in the middle, which is probably the most likely thing. But that's all got to fit. So I, I'd be interested to see how that fits. And I'm not ready to pick Michigan because I don't know how to fit. I know Ohio. Ohio State, despite you know, all we've seen off the field, is still a very talented team on the field. So you know they've got Dwayne Haskins, who people think is good at quarterback, and I think, I think it's good, but you never know until it's a guy's job and how he's going to do. But I, yeah, If I had to put money on somebody it would be Ohio State. We don't know what Penn State's going to have without Saquon Barkley. They've still got a really good quarterback. Yeah, it's boring, but I, I would go with the chalk across all of those Vegas numbers if I was putting down my actual dollar bills
0: on it. We're having a hard time finding a number for Georgia this week in terms of uh, the, uh, the actual... Uh, spread? Yeah, the spread. Uh, we have someone on the Message board who does a pretty good job. Uh, and by the way, Florida announced a uh, uh, Florida announced the starter too, Felipe Franks. Yeah, Felipe Franks. Yeah. That that should be. I mean, that is. I mean, can 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 that uh, can that fit uh, quickly there with Dan Mullen? I, I, he just he really was not very good last year, man. Now, I wrote
1: some predictions, uh, some SEC predictions earlier today, and one of them was that I think Florida starts all three quarterbacks at some point this year.
0: He's just well—they didn't even list that, Emory Jones uh, on the depth chart today.
1: Right, but my guess is—I mean, there's no reason not to play freshman anymore, at least for yeah. four games. My guess is that Mullen has such high expectations. Mullen's clearly a really good quarterbacks coach. You get really high expectations. My guess is he muddles through with Frankson. Trask and he gets frustrated at some point and just says, all right, we're going to start Emory and just see what he can do. Well, I that's what right. I mean. I could see that kind
0: of happening. <sighs> that, that ain't going to go well. That's not, that's not Emory's got to be developed. He is raw and, 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 and inaccurate. It's, um, that would be a bit, We can talk about the Gators some other time. I want to keep rolling here. We've got, we're going to pick four games each week. We'll start this week with Georgia's game. And this is a very unofficial line. Uh, this, I mean, Five Dimes has this. It's not in tra- traditional Las Vegas. Um, I can I can look just one last time to make sure that... Um, you know, I always look at the Vegas odds, not necessarily offshore. But um, although offshore is pretty solid way of looking at things, uh, there's still not anything out there official. So we'll, we'll go, we'll play along with Five Dimes. Georgia's considered a 43 point favorite over Austin P. Josh on Saturday. Kickoff's 3:30 ESPN. Uh, you go first on Georgia, and then we'll just alternate from that point forward. Well, you know, I put a lot
1: of thought in that, just considering the fact that when we started this conversation, I didn't know who Georgia just played. I'm going, I'm going to take Austin P. in the points just because I can't ever lay that many points. I mean, I don't know. You know, Georgia's clearly going to win. Georgia's clearly going to win by a lot. I don't think they cover just because I think that they may throw Justin Fields out there or something like that and figure out some stuff that they like and, you know, maybe use this as a little bit of a practice game for week two, but we'll talk about week two then.
0: You know what? I, I, I would be with you typically, but I don't think they're going to let Austin score Austin Peace score very often, so I'll take them. I think they'll win something like 55-10 to 10 or something like that, which would barely cover them. So I'll, I'll take them in that scenario. By the way, by the way, next week's Georgia-South Carolina game, the early... The early numbers have sort of settled in. Do you know what that is, Josh? You want to take a guess? I know what it is. I got it right here.
1: Nine and a half.
0: Right now it's ten and a half. It was it was nine and a half at some point last week with the what's called futures betting. So right. anyway, that's another right. story. That's about right. That's about right. You think that's about right? You know what that would give Georgia if let's just say it's a nine and a half. Do you, Do you have any idea what shot, what percentage chance Georgia would have to win the game straight up with that number? You want to guess? 67? 76%. 76 percent, seventy six percent. Anyway, okay. All right. On to the national games. I will start this. What? Yes, I will start this one. So, uh, UW number six, Washington is getting two and a half points. In Atlanta against the Auburn Tigers, I'll tell you, and I think this is an interesting game because you could have these two these next two games that we talk about here are very important nationally as the as the season goes on. I actually think Auburn is going to win this game, so when it's it, when it's fewer than three points, it's just really hard for me to take the uh the team that I'm take, picking to win not to cover so I'll take Auburn to cover. Uh, I think they'll win because of their um, their fronts. I think they'll handle Washington. The other thing about it is that's a long plane ride there and back for U-Dub, and they're going to be playing in a, a facility that's going to be what do you think? Seventy-five percent Auburn people, Josh, something like that.
1: Easy, if not if not more than if the, not yeah, more. I, mean, I think this, this is a home game.
0: So right. the 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 UW quarterback is is okay. He's not unbelievable. I will take Auburn to win. I think that they will uh, grind this out at the end of the day, and they will cover that line.
1: I think this is all about what you think of Auburn, and I don't know what to think of Auburn yet. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Auburn because I think it's a home game, and I think that's three points, and so I'll take those three points and pick the Tigers. But, again, I, I think you know what you're getting with Washington. Auburn doesn't sure. seem like you ever know what you're getting, but they can rush the pass and they've got a really good quarterback. So, give me Auburn and I'll lay those
0: points. I, I think, I'll say this, I do think Chris Peterson is going to win the coaching battle here, to me. He's, he's a very good coach. He is. I just, I don't know if he's got the guys that Auburn does. But we'll see now. I mean, you dub is, they're no slouch. Okay, this one is important. No. This one here is important, Josh, because if Michigan were to defeat Notre Dame or vice versa, the playoff ramifications are pretty significant. Notre Dame beats Michigan, and Michigan goes on to win the Big Ten. That would make a difference. Uh, Michigan beats Notre Dame, but doesn't go on to win the Big Ten. It would be hard to justify putting Notre Dame in over the Big Ten champion, but that's what I say in late August. Michigan is a very narrow favorite at Notre Dame. They are a one-point favorite. Basically, who do you think wins this game and who covers? I'll
1: take Michigan. Michigan. Uh, again, I don't know. I, I've got a I I just I think Michigan we've we established Michigan has a good quarterback, a quarterback that we both like a lot. Michigan also can rush the passer. I'm not sure Notre Dame has got a quarterback that they're in love with. To me that's the difference. Um I, I I you know, Jim Harbaugh's a good coach for all his craziness and all the fact that he hadn't beaten Ohio State, he hadn't beaten his rivals at all there. I think he's a good football coach. I think they'll be ready for that opener. And I think that this is a sort of – this is a Jim Harbaugh. I expect him to be sort of in a rare Jim Harbaugh form for Michigan and Notre Dame. I think Michigan wins. I think coverage.
0: Yeah, right. I think Michigan wins as well. Uh, I wrote this earlier today or earlier yesterday. Uh, Shay Patterson is legitimate. If he plays the way I think he can, Michigan wins this game. But, uh, you know, it, it's a t- total toss-up. You know, one point is completely irrelevant statistically. So um, I, I will say the, the national uh, vaulting of the winner of this game into the top ten probably uh, will be something to watch. Um, you can have a lot of movement at the bottom of the top ten with UW and Auburn, Washington, Notre Dame, and Miami all playing um, who are within striking distance or in the top ten. So we both have Auburn, we both have Michigan, Notre Dame, and I think this one is my turn to go first. Uh, Miami, Mark Richt in Miami. This is year three for Mark. Uh, they're playing LSU in Arlington, and they are a three-point favorite. Look, this is nothing about Mark Richt. This is totally about Ed Orgeron and LSU. I simply have no faith in them. Uh, I don't. I don't. I, I don't have any reason to expect LSU to function. As a football team, as it stands right now, they're in chaos. With, with I mean, what are you doing having a player meeting, player only meeting, in August, Josh? I take the Canes. I don't know that they're unbelievable, but I think they're better than LSU.
1: Unfortunately, I agree with you again for the and for the exact same reason. I think, uh, you know, I, I think we're putting an awful lot of weight on a, the kid who was Ohio State's third-string quarterback last year to come in there and save the day. You know. All of a sudden, they've got Joe Burrow and everything's going to be fine. I do, I do not believe that. I believe it's a program, a proud program, that is on a decline. It may get to be a steep decline at some point this year. Um, I, You know, I'm just, I just. I, I can't get my arms all the way around Malik here at Miami after seeing him play um, a few times. So I don't think that Miami is, is a world-beater. I don't think that Miami necessarily matches what they did last year. But I think that be, they win this game against an LSU team that I also expect to be fumbling and bumbling.
0: All right, those are the picks on the round table. Josh, any other last, I mean, are there any things you need to accomplish before Carolina kicks off this weekend or, you know, whatever you want to call it? You've got, what, a few days, not even a week before um, football really starts. Will you Will you be watching the Thursday night games? I probably will.
1: Probably. Not for long, but just to get, just to get my toe in it. But, yeah, I'm ready for actual games. I mean, like everybody else. I mean, this, you know, Lord, there's nothing worse than preseason practice except for regular season practice <laughs> or any practice. You know, let's just play. Uh, you know, so I'm,
0: I'm, I'm officially ready. So. And uh, your favorite press box food coming in. Or is there anything that you're looking forward to as it relates to that? I can't think of anything, no. Okay, any free food, I'm a big free food fan, so I'm okay with pretty much everybody. If they feed me, I'm pretty happy. Join us next week when the roundtable will preview Georgia's. Really, what it, it's a big fight against South Carolina. I mean, there's not <laughs> a lot, there's not a lot of teams in the way for Georgia or Carolina. Really, uh, this is a going to be a pivotal matchup. But we will see the boxers spar this weekend, and they will take their big old fight in about fourteen days, thirteen days, whatever it is, twelve uh, when Georgia plays Carolina. So we will soak it all up. Join us next Monday. Uh, this is Dean Leggy and Josh Kendall wrapping up the roundtable on dog Post.